0: Rethink Retail, the evolution of retail in today's connected world. Welcome to the Rethink Retail Show, your source for the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. Join host Julia Raymond, Global Director of Research at Valtech, a global digital agency focused on strategy and transformation in retail, as she explores the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. This episode of Rethink Retail sponsored by Valtech, where experiences are engineered. Hi, and welcome to the Rethink Retail Show. Our guest today is Monica Arnato Monica is the Chief Merchandising Officer at Ulta Beauty. Welcome to the show, Monica. It's so great to have you here. Thank you, Julie. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. You know, it's so exciting to talk with someone in your space because I am a consumer just like all of us. And I love Ulta Beauty. So it's going to be a really fun conversation. And your background, you have so much experience in the beauty sector. So I'd like if you could kick us off by telling our listeners a little bit about your career journey.
1: Thank you. Uh, It's crazy to think this, but I've been in the beauty space for uh, 40 years now. And I just think, how could I possibly (laughs) be that old? But here I am. And it's just been such an incredible journey. I think as you said, beauty is a fun space. It's a feel good space. And I've just had the privilege to work with phenomenal people and some really, really great companies in this time. And I would say just a massive highlight for me was when I joined Ulta Beauty in 2017. And late last year was really honored to be named the Chief Merchandising Officer. And so a little bit about my role is Currently, I oversee our merchandising and you know my team and I were very passionate about the beauty space and were laser focused to curate the very best in beauty for our guests across really all segments from mass to prestige to prestige. And so with that, we work really closely with our brand partners to continue to evolve our assortment. And for us, that means constantly being plugged into consumer trends, to what's happening in the social and digital space. Influencers are a big part of the beauty space and really listening to what our guests want and need so that we can bring forward the hottest new brands and products that will keep them very, very engaged in beauty. So it's just been a phenomenal opportunity. And I just loved every minute of my beauty journey.
0: sounds corny, but true. And well, you have such a high stakes job because following the customer, especially in beauty, with the role of influencers and how much that's blown up over the past few years has been crazy in terms of the speed. So what is it like to constantly involve the assortment? What are some of the challenges or some of the rewarding parts of that?
1: For me, it's a challenge actually brings reward, right? Because, you know, whenever you're faced with a challenge, it's like, okay, how do we figure this out? And I always believe we can and we do. And then that's where the reward comes in. You are absolutely right. The influencer space within the beauty industry, it probably kicked in in a lightweight fashion, maybe about eight years or so ago, but it really, really picked up in 2015, 2016 with some massive beauty influencers in the space, you know, like James Charles and Jeffree Star and Tati. And just, it was at a time when makeup as a category was on fire and the beauty enthusiast had this opportunity to uh, go on to whether they wanted to go on to YouTube or Instagram and learn from these mega influencers, you know, how to apply beauty. And it just became, you know, incredibly simple for them. And they engaged in the space and are further engaged in the space. And then there was some other things kind of coming to play at that same time with this emergence of digitally native brands, that really started in the digital space and not in retail brick and mortar. So for us, I mean, if I look back on that time, it was moving so fast. And so that in of itself is challenging. But again, what we were able to do was to take some of the things that were happening and quickly bring them to life and launch some of these brands in the digitally native space that influencers were talking about and get them into our stores. So, you know, Morphe happens to be a really good example of that, of a brand that was really plugged in, had some great influencers, you could only buy the brand online. And then we were able to launch that brand at the end of 2017. And it's just been a phenomenal success.
0: Wow, that's in Murphy, you said was digitally native, and then your team got in touch with them? You know, this industry is really small. It's one of the things
1: I love about it as well is that even though it's big, it's a huge industry, it's small when it comes to people. And so the irony actually is the person that was leading the charge at Morphe, I used to work with at another company, but she already knew the Ulta team. So she had already connected before I joined. So they came to us initially, but you know, we had a lot of strong partnership from higher relationships. So it worked out really nicely.
0: Oh, wow, that does. And it's funny because in other categories of retail, direct to consumer, Warby Parker or Casper, you know, mattresses and glasses, it makes sense for them to open their own physical footprint. But for a cosmetics brand, it probably makes more sense to go through channels like you guys.
1: That's an interesting conversation because now there's so many options, I think, for brands. And we used to think, oh, you've got to be able to go into the store to really try everything on. And you know, that's still true to a degree. I mean, the majority of beauty shoppers, they do want to come into store. They want to try the shades on. They want to see everything in natural light. They want to play with the products. They want to see the color profusion. With that said, there's still so much opportunity to do that online, and especially with the advancements in technology and you know the try-on app that we have, which is incredibly realistic. So now you have the ability. We have a try-on called Glam Lab, where you can just with the ease of your phone, you can try on thousands of makeup shades. It's very, very realistic. And you know, I think with that technology, we make it a little bit easier for people to shop in the digital space. But I do think that the store experience is still incredibly important. We do a lot of research with our guests, and we know, for example, that the Gen Zers, over 90% of them prefer to come into the stores and shop and play. So going back to the original point that you made, beauty brands have certainly been very successful, especially going back to 2014, 2015, who have started with launching online, right? Mm -hmm. Kylie, ColourPop, Morphe. But then to really, really scale and expand That's where we've had great success in working with them because we've been able to bring that store footprint in a very accessible way because we've got over 1,250 stores as the largest beauty retailer in the US. And so (laughs) it's been a great win for these brands and really, really awesome for our guests and their fans.
0: Certainly. And out of curiosity, when it comes to Glam Lab, have you seen acceleration because of the pandemic and people still needing makeup because we're all all on Zoom together and things like that? I'm really glad you
1: asked this question because
0: Glam Lab for us
1: has been such an important tool, especially in COVID. And so we've really been leveraging this virtual try-on that you can find on our app to allow our guests to play with products, whether they're in-store or if they just wanna do it from the comfort of their home. So actually since the COVID-19 crisis began, the guest engagement has increased by seven times. We've seen product views increase in Q2 more than 150% um, Mm. from the prior quarter from Q1. And now we've been on this mission to continue to add more products onto Glam Lab because Pre-COVID, we, we didn't have as many products for our guests to try on. We were building it out, but we amplified the effort and doubled down. And so now we have more than 7,000 new products for our guests to play with within the Glam Lab app. It's, it's huge. And it's across eyeshadow and eyeliner and lipstick and foundation and concealer. And then over the last few months, We've also expanded our virtual try-on capabilities to now include hair color. It's so fun. I highly encourage people to go on and try. So you can try on any shade of hair color from silver to purple and everything in between. We also have false lashes and we've added our benefit brow bar try-on. So lots of opportunity to try on makeup now again whether you want to do it when you're in the store or you're at home and then a couple other things to add to that since we're talking about technology and you know really what's prompted us with covid we also just recently launched our skin analysis tool which is also in the app and this is bringing ai and ar together to make personalized recommendations on products and routines so you literally hold the app in front of you and you answer a few questions, it then scans your skin and makes product recommendations. And with the influx of skincare, the trend in skincare, that's been incredibly important. And then finally, another way that we've really been able to service our guests is we've also added a virtual beauty advisor one-on-one capability on Ulta.com. And so with this service, our guests can experience a private real-time video consultation from the comfort of their home, completely free of charge. So again, we've really been utilizing technology to support this whole idea of discovery and play and experiencing beauty still in a very engaging way.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned not only the glam lab with seven thousand products, which is huge, because over the years I've seen in these apps the evolution. Sometimes you're looking at some products and you're like, "Oh, I can try it on virtually," and then others you can't. So to here seven thousand are available is is a huge number. And then the skin analysis tool. I mean, I've tested out some other ones that were in store where they actually had to touch your face with the tool. Obviously, I don't think post COVID we'll see that anymore. So that's amazing. And
1: we're not stopping, by the way. I mean, we are, even as we speak, we're continuously adding more products onto Glam Lab because we know this is important and we're working with our brand partners as we launch new products to make sure that, you know, that's just part of the process now that they automatically get loaded into the app.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, so it's part of the entire process of onboarding. That's really cool. Do you think it's going to be democratized one day, a little bit of the product try on or is it all in-house? For us,
1: um, Glam Lab is in-house. I mean, I know that there's other competitive apps out there and, you know, virtual try on has been out there. I really think this in-house team that we invested in the company has done a phenomenal job. I mean, it's really realistic, but I think you made a good point. I mean, I do think with what's happening with COVID, you know, the way that we've tested products in store, it's not the same now. So today, if you go into our stores, we still have all of our testers out but they're for display purposes only. We've got signage out that explains that to our guests that for the safety of both our guests and our associates, we're not able to test products right now. And that's why it is incredibly important to have this type of technology as we continue to then work on post-COVID, what does that in-store experience look like? And we see kind of a combination of things coming to play. Obviously, what we already talked about, about digital technology and Glam Lab and virtual try-on, but also opportunity for single-use samples versus having testers. I think that we will still have the ability to have some testers out, especially if you think about things in pumps and tubes, because we're all obsessed, of course, with hygiene, and those are easy for us to clean and disinfect. But I do think we'll have to reimagine what some of the other product formats will look like. So we like this idea of a single-use sampling. We're also looking at our fixture and visual presentations and how we can continue to evolve that. So COVID has definitely prompted, I think, the entire beauty industry to rethink what that experience will look like. I feel really good about where we're at right now. And, you know, I think the future will will bring a lot more for us across all aspects, across technology, sampling abilities, and fixture innovation.
0: Hmm. Certainly, those are all great things. And I'm excited about that because I haven't even thought about what does single-use sampling look like? So I'm sure there's challenges there in terms of how do you scale that while including sustainability? Because I know you guys are big on that.
1: Yeah. No, I'm glad you mentioned the sustainability piece because it's top of mind for us, of course, as a retailer and certainly across the beauty industry. And, you know, I think that that is something that we will have to consider as we think about things like single dose samples. And again, I think it will be a combination of still having the ability of testing products the way that we have done. And then some products will need to evolve. There's also evolve, meaning using the single use samples. And then I think there's something that we can think about sustainability, which is potentially dramming products is another way that we can look at this but of course we've got to think about then what will we put that into and so i think the little container i would definitely want to make sure that we would look at something that's sustainable so lots of things for us to you know continue to reimagine and and we are working on it every single day
0: sure it's huge and you said sustainability is huge for the industry especially beauty and I was prepping for this interview and I saw that you guys announced your Conscious Beauty Initiative pretty recently. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, we
1: are so excited about our Conscious Beauty Initiative because we know that our guests are increasingly conscientious about understanding and making well-informed product choices. Clean beauty, wellness, sustainability have been core elements of our journey for some time and part of the beauty landscape. And so Conscious Beauty at Ulta Beauty is a holistic initiative that's intended to help our guests find brands and products that reflect their personal values, what they're looking for wherever they are on their clean beauty journey. So we're excited to launch this in October and we'll actually be certifying our brands across five key pillars. So, one is clean ingredients, the second is cruelty free, the third is vegan, the fourth is sustainable packaging, you know, which you brought up. And then the fifth is positive impact. So, for us, Conscious Beauty is our next chapter to provide a more guided approach for our guests to discover the products that they want and they need across the pillars that matter for them. You know, it was really, really important for us to look at this very comprehensively and not just look at one piece because there's so many aspects to what many people call the clean space. And we didn't want to limit it just to clean. We knew that it was important to look at it holistically.
0: That came through right when you said we're basing this on five pillars because there's been so many times where we've seen brands say, oh yeah, we're doing sustainable things, but they don't explain what that means. And the fact that there's five things that you are looking at when you're certifying brands that you carry, it's, I'm impressed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's taken us a long time. I, you know, we've probably been, A little bit behind, you know, but it's because we wanted to be really thoughtful and we really wanted to make sure that we launched something that was going to really help educate, guide and kind of simplify this space for our guests, because it can be a little bit overwhelming. So we wanted to be really thoughtful and we wanted to be holistic.
0: And that's why we took a little bit more time, but I can't wait. I'm
1: so excited to launch this
0: program. Me too. I'm excited to see how it rolls out. And what do you think about why these trends have accelerated. When I look to other industries like grocery, we've seen a lot of interest in where's our food sourced and how does that impact our health? But when do you think it translated over to the beauty industry in such mass?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great point that you bring up the food industry because I think a lot of what happens there eventually will evolve into other categories. And this area for us, it's so important because it's Top of mind for our guests. And so I mentioned to you, you know, we do a lot of research. And so over the past year, we've done some huge pieces of proprietary research to really kind of get to the heart of what our guest and the broader consumer is looking for based on what is happening in the world. And so just some kind of great stats I'd love to share with you this research. We know that six out of 10 Consumers intend to buy clean products over the next 12 months. By the way, nine out of 10 Gen Zers will buy clean beauty products. So the younger generation is very interested in this space. Wow. 75% of consumers wished it was easier to know which products are truly clean. So, again, for us, it's really trying to help guide that. And then 66% of consumers choose brands with transparent practices. I think it's doing good for the world, doing good to take care of ourselves. You know, that's really important to the consumer today. And that's why it was critical that we launched this platform.
0: All great points. And I'd like to end our conversation today with just a really broad question for you as someone who's been in the beauty industry for most of her career and is now the chief merchandising officer at Ulta. What is something, it doesn't have to be sustainability necessarily, just broadly speaking, what is something you're excited about for the future of beauty in the next one to five
1: years? (laughs) Uh, It's so hard. I get excited about everything in beauty. I will say just on the heels of what we were talking about, I am incredibly excited about this space because I think what COVID has really prompted for many of us is to just take a moment to really slow down and think a lot more about our health and our well-being and not only for us, but also for our world. We've been seeing this just influx in people that are leaning into self-care, wellness, holistic health. And so I'm super excited about that because I think we will see a lot of new innovation in this space. I think we'll see exciting new brands. So I would say, you know, I'm probably most excited about that. And, you know, I think the other thing that has been at the forefront is just more around diversity and inclusion. And so we have, I think, really leaned in over the last couple of years and launched some amazing Black-owned founded brands. And, you know, I look forward to working in this space some more And so those would probably be a couple of the areas that I'm most excited about for the future.
0: That is amazing. And I love your answers, especially when it comes to diversity, because I think we've made a lot of headway in that space with offering skin tone types that cover the whole range, right? And just products, there's something for everyone. So I really, really enjoyed talking with you today, Monica Arnado, the Chief Merchandising Officer at Ulta Beauty, and I hope to have you on the show again. Oh, gosh, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to chat with you today. You too. You've been listening to Rethink Retail. For all the latest news on commerce and trends, join the discussion, rethink.industries.com.